Amen. Well, I hope you missed me. Um, I was gone for two Sundays because, uh, now you're going to hate me when I tell you, but uh, I was in the Bahamas for a week. Don't throw anything at me. <laughs> Here's why. It's because uh, my parents, my, my mom in particular, um, long ago decided that when their grandchildren graduated eighth grade, they would take them on a special trip. And so Jared, uh, they said, where do you want to go? And Jared said, uh, somewhere exotic. And Jared is the last grandkid, the caboose, and so I guess grandma decided to splurge. So check it out. Here's Jared crossing that line, graduating with all of his buddies. And because he finished eighth grade, here's the next picture. Grandma took him to the Bahamas, but she told me, I've got to come along too because he's got a lot of energy and they weren't quite sure they could keep up with him and they were right. And so here's the next picture. He was just living it up and enjoying his special time in the Bahamas. I was there strictly to supervise him. I didn't enjoy it at all because I was watching him 24-7. Now here's what I would say. Don't get mad. Get even. Go ahead. Plan your trip today and then tell me about what happened there. Well, I, uh, I hope you were blessed by the guest preachers who were here, and be sure to encourage them online. But um, today I just have a message from Psalm 128, and it's an encouragement for the dads. Remember, we went to Psalm 127 on Mother's Day to encourage the moms, and we are going to go to Psalm 128 to give an encouragement for the dads. How can dads be confident that we are heading the right way? How can we as fathers rest assured that all of our hard work in life and in our home is going to amount to good things. Dads need to be reminded that it's worth it and that we're on the right road. That's what Psalm 128 is all about. Songs for every season. Remember a few things. Remember this is a song. Remember that it was used by the Old Testament church. Uh, it's a song of ascent, which means as the whole nation would be going to the capital for worship, they'd be singing this to one another for encouragement. So this is a song. It's a song of ascent. Also remember that it's a wisdom psalm, which means this is meant to highlight one part of, of parenthood and of family life, the blessing that comes with it. Are there times when life is going to be hard, when it's not fair? Yes, yes, but this psalm is only highlighting the blessing that comes uh, from being a godly parent. So it says here in Psalm 128, verse 1, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the table, uh, the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. All right, so the first thing you can jot down is this. There's only two points. Number one, fear the Lord and follow his ways. The psalmist is exhorting us to fear the Lord and follow his ways because God will bless you. Fear him. That means to believe God is everything the Bible says he is. To fear the Lord, to revere him, to esteem him, to glorify him means you believe he's everything the Bible has told you he is. He is a huge, immense, awesome God who is glorious beyond understanding Believe that, and then to align your life humbly with his commands. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. 
Fear means there's a reverence, there's an attitude, and walking means there's a response. There's a belief and there's a behavior. And this will uh, promote a blessing. Walking in obedience means walking the right way. Men sometimes struggle with directions. I'm not going to name names, but dads sometimes struggle with going the right way. Maybe your dad struggled with going the right way. Some men have a really bad sense of direction. They always get lost. Even men who generally know where they're going, the day will come when they have to say, I got to make a, a what? A U-turn, right? Now, one of the most famous movies ever from my generation is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, right? You've, you've got John Candy, and you've got Steve Martin, and one of, the, one of my favorite parts of that movie is when they're on the road, and they realize that they're on the wrong side of the road. Someone's trying to warn them that they are going the wrong way. Check out this clip from that movie. For the dads in the room who want to honor God and fear him and live their lives according to the Bible, the psalmist is saying, you're going the right way. Blessed is the one who walks in the way of the Lord. And if there are people who are not living in life with God's law, you've turned away from God, you're living it your own way, guess what? The Bible is saying, you're going the wrong way. But this psalm predominantly talks to those people who are going the right way and encourages them. Don't stop. Keep going. Fear the Lord and follow his ways. We realize as men that we were created to know God. We were created to enjoy his presence, to know his will, and, and to know that his blessing is upon us. Now that starts when we realize that God is a father, that he sent his only son into the world to save us. And Jesus is God's only begotten son. Because Jesus came into the world on a rescue mission, we can realize, wow, I'm going to be judged by God. We fear him, and then we ask his son to save us. Then we become rescued men. When we get saved, God comes to dwell with us every single day because we've been saved, we've been rescued, and then his blessing of salvation is on us. Hey, have you been saved? Have you told your family, your kids, your wife, your parents, I'm a sinner who needs to be saved by God's grace, and God blessed me through his son with salvation. Only when you're a saved person can all of the manifold blessings of God rush into your life and your home. Are you a saved person Fear the Lord and follow his ways. Maybe today is the day that you fear the Lord and that you follow the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, because only he can save your soul. Jot this down. Fear the Lord and follow his ways because God will bless you. God will bless you. It says, you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. There's imagery here. There's walking in verse 1. There's eating in verse 2. There's working, of course the labor. And what does it mean to eat the labor of your hands? Well, they were predominantly an agricultural society, so they'd all go out to the field, they'd plant some stuff, and then many months later it would come up from the ground. And you couldn't go to your neighbor and be like, 
Where did that come from? Your neighbor would be like, uh, you planted it. You put it in the ground. It grew up, and now you're going to eat the fruit of your labor. So this is the reap-sow principle in Scripture. Yes, it means that when a man is hardworking, uh, he will provide for his family. There is fruit, literally food, from his labor. God will provide you with the basics, with the necessities. But there's more than that because you can see there's some symbolism here, some imagery here. The idea of there being fruit of the labor uh, of their hands reminds us of Genesis where God said, fill the earth and subdue it, right? Work the land, uh, fill the earth. So this idea of fruit of the labor means both work hard and provide, but it also means have children, multiply, fill the earth. So the idea here is the man who is godly will work hard and there will be fruit for that work and there will also be children. Children here are a fruit uh, for, the, for the father. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. The idea of having a godly wife comes up. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. So food, faith, a wife, a godly wife who's flourishing um, and, and so God will bless you, right? And jot this down, and your family will thrive. God will bless you, and your family will thrive. When it comes to the blessing in our materialistic age, people assume that prosperity means possessions, meaning if I follow God and do what the Bible says, I'm going to be rich. Where's my free car? And that is absolutely not what is promised or what we're entitled to in the faith. When it comes to the reap-sow principle, we have to understand that God will reward us according to our obedience, and he will reward us in many ways. Galatians 6-7 makes this clear. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man will reap what he sows. What you put into the ground, man, what you plant in your family will come up in time, and it will bear fruit. And the fruit of blessing will find a man who follows God. What does it say, right? It says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This idea of God's blessings catching up with the man of faith again and again is uh, the reap-sow principle. Jesus also said, when it comes to what blessings to expect, Jesus said a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions, right? So it's not about fill my house, Lord, with the newest and the best, and fill my portfolio, Lord, and fill my pockets, Lord. No, no, no. That's not primarily what it's all about. Blessing. The words used for blessing in the Old Testament, primarily shalom and tov, they mean peace. They mean contentment. They mean favor. They mean wholeness. So spiritually, there can be a vibrant relationship with your maker. Uh, relationally, there can be a loving community around you in your home and your church, the blessings of peace. Emotionally, you can not fear when trouble comes, and you can remember that God is the one who brings these blessings into your life. And remember, yes, there is a promise of ongoing provision. God will provide for you if you trust him. If you're generous toward him and his people, God will also supply what is needed. Jesus told us to seek first, right? <clears throat> seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Are you a man, are you a father who is seeking first the blessing of God? You see, this cuts against, as men, our self-reliance. Yes, 
the, the psalm talks about working hard and having fruit come from that, but it's all from the Lord. Do you trust that everything you enjoy, every good and perfect gift, is actually handed to you from God? That God gave you the ability, the health, the wellness to go to work. That he gave you that opportunity. And that he's going to give you fruit from your labor. Are you trusting him? Or is he just your spare tire in the trunk that you go to when you kind of need it because what you were trusting didn't work out? God will bless you. And your family will thrive. You will be fruitful. It talks about sons here, right? Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Predominantly sons, but also daughters are also mentioned. Uh, in Psalm 144.12, for example, it says daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. So sons first are described as like these olive shoots coming up. Uh, there's no seeds on an olive tree, so the olive shoots actually come up from the roots around the tree. Uh, and so that's so interesting. The proximity to the, to the tree creates the life, and that's so true for sons as well. They grow, they thrive because they've got a father who's caring for them and loving them. My, uh, my family, there's a lot of, you know, on Facebook or on Twitter, when something good happens with your family, you post it and then you put hashtag blessed, right? So some of the things that I would say right now I'm blessed by with my children would be uh, Jared. Of course, we took the trip and he graduated eighth grade. He was also the hero of the day this last week because if we're friends on Facebook, you know that two birds flew into our house, into our house, through the chimney. They came down, two birds flew into our house. Jared was asleep. He woke up, he came out, and he took care of business. Check it out. I've got a video to prove it. Here's him getting one of the birds. He threw the gloves down, and he went back to bed. Hero of the day. Some have asked me why I wasn't the one getting the birds out of the house. And listen, someone had to film it. That's what I was doing. I'm proud of him. Hashtag blessed. My daughters are doing so well. Ellie's back from her freshman year of college, and she just got a job at Elam down the street. She's working full-time this summer with special needs kids. I'm like, that blesses my heart. I love that that's what you want to do with your time. My daughter Cassie is going into her senior year in high school. She had uh, prom. She went to prom uh, this year, and so, of course, she got all gussied up. And here's a picture. Here's a prom picture. They went out, took pictures, and got all beautiful. Looks like a princess. Hashtag blessed. And when you... When you Take the things that we love uh, to celebrate about our families, right? Um, God says that he will bless your home. He will bless and your, your sons will become strong and brave and godly. Your daughters uh, will become beautiful like, like pillars in a palace, which means, you know, they're like strong, but they're also adorned. Perhaps like a, like a statue that you would put in a king's palace, the beauty, the strength, the dignity, the honor, right? Raise up your children in the Lord, and when, when they are older, they will not turn from it. These are all guiding principles in the Bible. Reminder again, these are not promises. These are, these are the rule, generally. There are the exceptions, so we have to read this for what it is. It's a commemoration and celebration for the way God intends things to go, and he will bless us our family will thrive. Our children will become stronger. And so men, I just want to exhort you 
Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and who walks in his ways. Don't lose heart. You're on the right track. This is the way we're supposed to go. Honoring and glorifying the Lord. Putting Jesus in the center of our household. Getting our family to church. Opening the Bible and leading some devotions. That will bring a blessing from the Lord. God promises that he will bless us. Our wives will benefit from that. Our daughters, our sons will benefit from that. And it goes on now to say that even the world will benefit from that. So number one, fear the Lord and follow his ways because God will bless you and because your family will thrive. Number two, fear the Lord and follow his ways. Go ahead and write that down. Wait a minute. Point number one and point number two are the same. Yes. In this psalm, it says the same thing twice. So if uh, the man sitting next to you just took a little power nap during point one, give him a little elbow to the ribs because he's going to get the same encouragement in point two. God really wants you and me, men, to hear this. It says in verse four, Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. <clears throat> May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. So fear the Lord, men, and follow his ways. Fear, there are a lot of verses that warn us of God's wrath, his punishment. That's why we fear him, right? But that's not what's going on in this psalm. We're actually being enticed. We're being, we're being wowed with the blessings that come when we fear the Lord, right? Just as a parent who talks to their child who maybe is getting a little sassy, the parent starts telling all the good things that are coming today and then says, you wouldn't want those good things to go away, would you? And the child has a decision to make. I don't know. That's what's going on in this psalm, right? The blessings are what's motivating us to fear the Lord and follow his ways. Now, when it comes to fear, yes, we should fear the Lord. We should realize that it's not just a one way to live, but if we get off the safe trail of God's word, terrible things will happen. So this fear is a healthy deterrent from going places God knows will lead us to pain. There's blessing for obedience. There's pain that he wants to hold us back from if we turn away from him or disobey him. Now, I've shared for weeks now that Lauren and I bought a fixer-upper. Every week I give you a little renovation update. Uh, we're living in the house. The downstairs is a total disaster. The upstairs, we can make it, right? Uh, but, but one of the reasons we struggled to get the downstairs going is because we had to actually turn the whole stairway around. It was kind of, it went down and then did this dangerous little turn. And we were like, why did they put it in that way? So check it out. We, we finally actually were able to flip the stairway around. Uh, this is the way that it was set up. And you can see those tiny stairs on the right. And then here's the next picture. We actually got to turn it around. And now it just comes down in a straight line. Now while that was going on, I had some extra time. And so I figured I'd start swapping out some outlets and some switches. I learned by accident several years ago that you can actually swap out outlets while the power is still on. I thought I had turned it off. I got through three of them, but then on the fourth one, it started sparking. It wasn't very happy. And then I realized I had not turned the power off. But I was like, well, I already got three done. Might as well keep going with it. 
And so if you're careful, you can do that. But listen, I also learned this week there are some switches that you can't do that with. So I started swapping out an old switch, and it was angry. It started fussing and sparking, and then a little fire even shot out at me. And I was like, whoa, dragon switch. And here's a picture of that switch. And I just wanted to swap out the switch. And here's the next picture. There was a warning on this switch. Do not wire hot turn off power. I didn't see it. Then the power, the whole power of the house was going off and on, and then I saw it, and I feared. (laughs) An electrical fire. So after seeing the warning, I went downstairs, and I turned the power off. Now look, when it says, fear the Lord and follow his ways, we are supposed to, you know, see the warnings that he gives us and the promise of blessing, and we're supposed to be like, check, I'm not going to touch that wire. Check, I'm not going to go down that road. Meaning when, when God says don't, he's saying don't hurt yourself. And so do you fear the Lord and do you follow his ways? Fear the Lord and follow his ways. You will learn the easy way or the hard way after an all-consuming electrical fire that scorches your life, that God's warnings were for your good. And a lot of lessons we've learned the hard way, am I right? We've learned the hard way. Men often only learn the hard way. But God is calling us to better, to a life of blessing. Why? Well, it says here, the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Well, the original audience was all Jewish, so their nation was Israel. And there, throughout Scripture, is a correspondence between uh, men in particular who fear the Lord and who walk in an upright manner and a blessing on the nation. Rulers also. Rulers who honor the Lord, who believe in God, who follow His decrees, and a blessing on the nation. Condemnation and judgment have come on nation after nation after nation that is turned away from the Lord. So jot this down. Generally speaking, because God will bless your nation— Fear the Lord and follow his ways, because God will bless your nation. The psalm here doesn't make this promise. This is an extension of the principle in the psalm. Men fearing the Lord, rearing their children well, blessing on their home, blessing on their country. And that is a a principle that is found elsewhere in Scripture. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. There's also a blessing ascribed to nations that promote Israel, and also protect that country as the chosen people of God. And so national blessing and security are attached to godliness in the home and particularly in the man. When it comes to this principle, we have to understand that God wants a nation to be filled with strong, godly men. And throughout history, strong, godly men building upon biblical principles has led to a strengthening of the city, the home, the nation, and a weakening of the men, a weakening of the biblical principles. A turning away has led to disaster, catastrophe. This is true in the home and this is true in the church. If the men fail, the church fails. And there is so much wreckage today in our world Because too many men, especially men in power, are so childish and weak and ungodly. We see it in the world, and we see it in the church. 
In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote, Woe to the nation whose king is a child. And that is literal, the age, but that is figurative also, the maturity level. And sadly, we have children leading in the nation and children leading in the church. Immature, godless, leaders, juvenile, crass, selfish, indulgent men who are doing tremendous damage to the spirit of the nation. And it's not just the men who are out there loudly bolstering and reveling in their immaturity. It's the passive men who are doing nothing. And Jordan Peterson said, if you think strong, abusive men have done damage to the world, wait till you see what passive men can do. It's both in the active and the passive lack of maturity that men can ravage the soul of a nation. Here we find God promising a blessing on the whole country because the men are fearing the Lord. The men are called in the home first to fear the Lord, to follow his ways, to build that in to the family, and then it overflows to the city, to the church, it overflows to the whole nation, and then the world sees it. Wow, what a blessing, what an invitation. Behold, shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. This sounds like a benediction, which means the author, the, the, the writer, the song now takes a tone of, so be it, let it be. And the idea is that one thing follows the other naturally. So the man who is, fears the Lord, let it be that the Lord blesses him from Zion and the whole country has peace. So let it be, it's the way it should be, it's the way God intended it to be, so be it. Zion, uh, of course, stands for Jerusalem and Israel, the capital of Israel. And may you see it all the days of your life. This is longevity. This blessing goes on and on and on. Hey, men, why should we fear the Lord and follow his ways? Because God will bless your nation. And jot this down, because God will extend and enrich your life. God will extend and enrich your life. Verse 6, may you see your children's children peace be upon Israel. So there is consistently through Scripture uh, a longevity of life, a higher quality of life, a better quality of life for those who walk with God and obey Him. Let's be reminded one final time in this psalm uh, that this is highlighting one of the orders of creation. The book of Job gives us a balancing truth. We're probably the most godly man on the planet comes under fire and loses everything. So please hear me out. This is not a promise that you will only experience blessing all the time. Nor does this psalm promise that your children will turn out one way or your family or whatever. That's not what this is about. This is about commemorating the way it should be, the way it is usually, the way God intends it and pushes it to become. That's what this is about. It's a celebration of that. But I need to tell you, given all those caveats, there is a attachment in the Bible consistently between following the Lord, honoring his paths, and having a happier, longer life. That is consistent. Check out Proverbs 10, 27. We'll put it up on the screen. Uh, it says this, the fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. This is a general principle, not a guarantee, 
But the downward spiral that sin takes you on leads usually to an overall decline in health, in happiness, and even ultimately in survival. A person who lives with a lack of wisdom, a lack of godliness, a lack of Christian community, a lack of self-control will generally experience a deterioration of the quality of life in every area. A person who doesn't trust God financially will generally experience either the hollowness of heart that money can't fill, or they will experience a loss because of corruption. In general, if we choose to sin, we will choose to suffer. Generally, that's a rule. So God will extend and enrich your life. Will it be worth it to walk the path of faith? Absolutely, every time. Absolutely, every time. And when it comes to sin, the wages of sin always is death. Listen, fathers, it's never worth it to turn on God, to turn on his law, and to go your own way. It's never worth it to do it your way. There are sharks in the water. They might not find you today or tomorrow, but the wages of sin is death. It's never worth it to go down that road. One last story from the Bahamas, just to continue to help you assess your current level of envy. I'm just helping you to make sure that you're not struggling with envy. But in the Bahamas, one of the cool things they had was this tube slide that went down into shark-infested waters. Here's the catch. They built an enclosure for you so you go safely through, protected, uh, because of the design. Check it out. Here's me tubing through. That's a shark. There's me in the background by the shark, and I'm tubing through shark-infested waters. Shark me. Shark me. But I'm encompassed by a protective barrier. Now look. When we fear the Lord, God surrounds us with his favor and his protection. He sees us through this life. And no matter what happens on the way to glory, we come through in the end and we get to go to heaven forever. God protects us from it all. What if you don't have that enclosure? What if you're not fearing the Lord? What if you're not following his way? Listen, you have no protection. None. You are completely defenseless against all of the ravaging forces of sin in this life. Wow. Let me encourage you, dads. The goal of this life is not to go it alone, or to do your best, or to build an empire, or to indulge your appetites. You'll never work hard enough or travel more enough to, be, or to become good enough or happy enough. You'll never experience the fullness of life without Jesus Christ, ever. You were created to live under the blessing of God to lead your family under the blessing of God, to help your church stay under the blessing of God and your country and your world. That's what you were created for, to enjoy God's abundant, glorious, eternal favor and to settle for nothing less, to teach your wife and your children to settle for nothing less. It starts in your heart, in your home, you saying, I choose heaven's best, teaching your family what that means, turning away from all lesser glory, and then you take hold of the life that is truly life. Then you ask God to do more than you could ever ask or imagine. And then the blessing of God is upon you. I want to close by reading what Joshua said at the end of his long life. This is a man who followed God and literally his entire generation fell around him. But he stood firm. And in the end of his life, after he saw how it all played out, 
Here was his conclusion in Joshua 24. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for that glorious blessing that we find in this psalm. And Lord, we need encouragement. We need to be reminded that we are on the right path, that whatever we have sacrificed or surrendered, whatever we have committed to for your kingdom is worth it. Lord, remind us that you promise to bless us as we fear you, and you promise to bless our hard work and our children and our wives. We know trouble will come. You will even walk us through the valley of the shadow of death, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We praise you, Father, because of your goodness toward us. We praise you, Father, because of your grace and your mercy. And I pray for all the dads. I pray that you would strengthen us, that you would encourage us. I pray that because of your word, we would be uh, watched over. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would enable us to trust you more, no matter what we're going through, and to remember that you will work everything together for the good of those who love you. We believe this, Lord. We believe in you. We believe that you will stand by our side. We believe that you will uphold us, that you will protect us. Lord, turn us away from the lies of sin. Turn us away, O oh Lord, from the, Lord, the shadows that we're being called to. And we pray that as you establish our home, that as you fortify our hearts, we pray that the world would see that the Lord is with us. Thank you for these glorious blessings, O oh Lord, that you have given us in Christ Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.